Welcome to The Digital Change, a production of the Innovation Podcast Network. This podcast discusses key insights into the digital disruptions that are taking place in all sectors. Learn from industry experts on how you can capture and harness the value of this digital economy. Now here's our host, David Swank, CEO of the Innovation Platform. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Welcome to the Digital Change Podcast, a podcast where we really talk about change and specifically how that change applies to the digital transformation that is happening within enterprises, organizations, and communities. We are glad that you joined us today, and we are in the midst of a five-part series called Digital Maturity. Last week, we spent some time talking a little bit about the the concept or context of digital maturity. And this week, we're going to be really talking specifically about digital strategy planning. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, digital access and adoption. The following week will be about building a digital platform that allows you to scale. The fourth week, we'll be talking about convergent architecture how technologies are emerging and beginning to converge and coming at us at exponential rates. And then the last week, uh, we're going to be talking about digital optimization. What's that look like in our enterprises, especially as we talk about advanced analytics, predictive analytics, prescriptive analytics, and so forth. So we hope that you'll join us each week as we continue to really talk about this digital maturity stack as we reference it. But today, again, we're going to be talking specifically about digital strategy planning. And as we go through today, we're going to talk about that in in the context of how does that look in regards to your digital capabilities. Uh, We're going to talk about the inner game and the outer game, the inner game being your digital operations, the outer game being that of the customer interface. And then lastly, we're going to talk about just how do we look at financial investments making investments in this digital era. Because on one hand, there's significant risk, but on the other hand, there is tremendous opportunities if we look at those investments in the light or the lens of digital and its capabilities. So let's begin today talking a little bit about this whole idea of planning. As I referenced at the beginning of the podcast, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I say that because so often in our lives, we find ourselves getting so caught up in what we do each and every day that we just don't take time out to plan. I'm reminded of a story that I once heard where a young man approached the foreman of a logging crew and asked for a job. And the foreman responded, that depends. Let's see you fell this tree. The young man stepped up forward and skillfully felled a great tree. Impressed, the foreman explained you can start on Monday. So he started on Monday, Tuesday came, Wednesday came, Thursday rolled by, and on Thursday afternoon, the foreman approached the young man and said, you can pick up your paycheck on the way out today. Startled, the young man replied, I thought you paid on Friday. The foreman replied, normally we do, but we're letting you go today because you have fallen behind. Our daily Felling charts show that you have dropped from first place on Monday to last on Wednesday. A young man looked at the foreman and said, but I'm, I'm a hard worker. 
Uh, I arrive first, I leave last, and even have worked through my coffee breaks. Well, the foreman began to really realize that the young man was earnest and had integrity, so he began to think, and so he asked a simple question. Have you been sharpening your axe? And the young man replied, I've been working so hard that I haven't taken the time to do that. And the reality is, is that we find ourselves in that same scenario where each and every day we come to work and we work hard and thinking that working harder will make us more productive, that will increase revenues, whatever that may be. And yet so often that working harder is we're working harder at processes and methods that really are no longer processes and methods that are relevant to the environment we're in. It is so important today that we begin to really stop and sharpen our acts, that we really begin to realize that as an organization we may be falling behind, <clears throat> that our margin levels are decreasing, that our revenues and how we generate those revenues are looking much different than they did in years past. So how do we begin to look at that? How do we begin to think differently? One of the key elements of strategic planning or of digital strategic planning is that we begin to really think differently. I read a book many years ago from John C. Maxwell that was entitled Thinking for a Change. And it's interesting because what uh, Maxwell, the author, poses is that many times we do not stop and really think because what we do every day becomes so routine because we're creatures of habit that we really don't stop and think strategically. So when we think about planning, we do a lot of planning probably every day, creating checklists, whatever that might be. But when we really think about strategic planning, it means that we really give thought to what we're doing and what we need to be doing. Maxwell says that good thinkers solve problems. They never lack ideas that can build an organization, and they always have hope for a better future. How important is that today, that as leaders, as we think about planning, that we really think about, does our planning solve problems, solve problems not only for our organization, but for our customers, for our constituents, and does our planning provide hope for the future? In his book, Thinking for a Change, <clears throat> Maxwell, in two of his chapters, really talked about this idea of you know, strategic planning as he posed the question about cultivating big-picture thinking. So I would ask you, are you a big-picture thinking individual, especially if you're in a leadership role? David Short said this, Where success is concerned, people are not measured in inches or pounds or college degrees or family background. They are measured by the size of their thinking. And so Maxwell, in, his, in that chapter, I'll just point out a few things that he indicated as we kind of began to frame this discussion or this thought today. He talked about how in cultivating big-picture thinking, we need to be learning continually. So what is your organization or as an individual? What are you doing to continually learn? Are you taking time out each day to create a discipline process for yourself and for your organization to continually learn? And learning meaning that we are actually reading and, and engaging and digesting things that perhaps don't agree with our current business model or don't agree with our current thinking, but it forces us to think differently. <clears throat> Maxwell also talked about listening intentionally. You know, it's interesting that, I don't know about you, but many times when we sit down to talk to someone, we have so many things on our mind today, so much information that's flowing through our minds 
Sometimes it's just very difficult to stop and be intentional about listening. And even when we do, a book called Crucial Conversation talks about how we tell ourselves stories. That Many times when we're sitting talking to someone, we're already framing exactly what we are going to take from that conversation, or we're framing what we think of the individual or the circumstance, and so we tell ourselves stories. <clears throat> In Crucial Conversations, it talks about how we must start with the heart, and meaning that we sit down and we listen to those who perhaps don't share the same opinion we do today, but realize that they, just like us, believe strongly what they believe in. And how can we have a very heartfelt conversation about what we can do collectively and maybe even find areas of common ground? Maxwell also talked about the fact that in order to cultivate big-picture thinking, you have to be able to look expansively, look beyond your current circumstances. Writer Henry David Thoreau wrote this, Many an object is not seen. Though it falls within the range of our visual ray, because it does not come within the range of our intellectual ray. So how many things do we walk through each day reading, seeing, and we really don't think about them from an intellectual process? Intellectual process being, what does it really look like? What does it really mean? What are the facts that perhaps I can glean from that to change the way that I'm thinking? My father used to tell me many times, you have a right to be wrong in your opinion, but not your facts. So how do we become more intellectual by looking at things from a factual standpoint, looking more expansively? And lastly, he says in that chapter, we need to live more completely. And he states, people who see the big picture expand their experience because they expand their world. As a result, they accomplish more than narrow-minded people. So are you a big picture thinker? And then one other chapter I just would mention that I, I think helps frame our discussion today He talks about harnessing creative thinking. Vince Lombardi once said, the joy is in creating, not maintaining. And I fear today that there are many industries, many market sectors who are doing more to try to maintain status quo, doing more to try to maintain the current business structure, rather than taking the joy in finding new opportunities that the digital economy presents. Maxwell states that creative thinkers value ideas. Do you value ideas? He talks about how creative thinkers explore options. Are you looking at options today for your organization, for your community? He talks about creative thinkers embrace ambiguity. That's a tough one. It's very difficult today when we all want to be comfortable, and yet we're living in a society today where we know and understand that disruption means we're going to be uncomfortable. It means there's going to be some ambiguity. As new technologies come, it's going to take individuals, as Maxwell says, thinkers who can connect the unconnected. Leaders, people who do strategy, are able to take the areas of new technologies and what I would call connect the dots. And lastly, he says in that chapter, we need to be creative thinkers that don't fear failure. The reality is, in the world of technology, there's going to be failures. Many say today that we need to learn to fail fast so that we can move forward. So again, I would pose to you, are you a big-picture thinker? Are you a creative thinker? And I pose those questions to you today because if you're going to move into true strategic planning, especially that that deals with digital strategic planning, it's going to require big-picture thinking, and it's going to require creative thinking. 
before we unpack those elements again under digital strategy, let's talk for just a moment as well about the idea of strategy or strategic. Because I think it's important to note that many today believe in this new technological world that by investing in a new technology, a new shiny object, if you will, means that I'm strategic. But MIT Sloan just recently uh, released a report that actually gave the facts that simply going digital or investing in digital is not going to cut the strategy anymore because what we're doing is potentially putting ourselves at greater risk by not first thinking strategically and then investing. In this report, they say only 15% of respondents from companies that are in the early stages of going digital say that their company has got a clear digital transformation strategy. So if you're in investing in fiber or investing in solar or investing in battery storage or investing in analytics or whatever that new technology may be, if it is not supported or backed with a true digital strategy, you need to ask yourself the question if you're a part of that 15% in terms of success rate. They went on to say that while for a digitally mature company, where digital first has helped transform business models and processes, in other words, strategy, it has increased their success rate by 80%. Those are pretty startling numbers and really point to the essence of why we need to be strategic. But I would also share with you that I think when you define the idea of strategic, I'm reminded of this statement that we don't know what we don't know. We can't act on what we don't know. We won't know until... We search. We won't search for what we, we don't question, and we won't question what we don't measure. Hence, we just don't know. And so when we think about strategy, it is so important that we know. It is so, so important that we begin to act on what we know. It is imperative that we search and question our current business models. It is vital that we begin to look at measuring or benchmarking what we're doing today compared to what's coming to in the marketplace so that we really can begin to develop strategies, strategies that begin to have an impact, strategies that are achievable, strategies that are impactful, strategies that are meaningful for our organization. So let's, let's talk for just a moment about these key elements of developing a digital strategy plan. Uh, and, and you'll find in surveys and in studies that many believe what is going to be absolutely vital for any organization is to have and implement a holistic digital strategy. So I'm going to share with you these key elements, which I believe really create a more holistic digital strategy. The first element is we really need to have a digital health assessment. We need to understand where we're at. We need to be very real with ourselves, real with our organization, understand that we may be facing some ailments and, and some internal sickness, if you will, and that we really need to begin to create remedies <clears throat> that change this condition that maybe our organization faces. So when you think about a digital health assessment and what we provide at the Global Innovation Platform as a service on this digital strategy uh, implementation or creation is first a digital health assessment. A digital health assessment would mean 
do I as an organization detect the disruptions that are happening within my organization? In other words, can I apply where or detect where those disruptions are changing my revenue streams, changing my margin levels, changing my productivity, changing my customer satisfaction, and so forth? Being digitally aware. Secondly, do we have the digital insights at the leadership level in our organization? Do we have people who are in leadership roles that really understand the digital disruptions and how they're going to affect our organizations? I would call that leadership clarity. Do we have the ability to look at the digital strategies that are happening in the marketplace and how those digital strategies could create opportunities for our organizations? Do we have the digital intensity? You know, today we, we have many organizations who have been what I would call in a monopolistic environment. The question today is can we change that monopolistic environment and almost culture to a culture that is driven more by uh, looking at new profit levels, creating new revenue streams? That's going to require a new intensity. And that really means can my organization be aligned around that? And then digital optimization. What's that look like? What's that going to require? So when I use those terms of optimization, do I have a platform to build upon? The innovation platform has been constructed to truly be a platform that people can grow with and can optimize data and optimize experiences. Lastly, it's just the digital execution from a health assessment. From a health assessment, do we have the capabilities internally to truly have the digital champions and execute? Results require action. Am I prepared to do that? Am I able to take that health assessment and truly put it into action? I would share with you uh, this, this statement, this, this simple story that I think speaks to or challenges us to move from knowing to more of a results action. So what we've talked about here is really a digital health assessment and moving from that health assessment because many of our strategic planning processes. We build a strategic planning. We think it's going to lead us in the right direction. Uh, It's really put to us in kind of a hard copy. We hand it out, but nothing really happens. It kind of reminds me of the man who fell into a pit and couldn't get himself out. A subjective person came along and said, I feel you down there. An objective person walked by and said, it's logical that someone would fall down there. A self-righteous person said, only bad people fall into pits. A mathematician calculated how deep the pit was. A news reporter wanted the exclusive story on the pit. An IRS agent asked if he was paying taxes on that pit. A self-pitying person said, you haven't seen anything until you've seen my pit. A psychologist noted, your mother and father are to blame for your being in that pit. A self-esteem therapist said, believe in yourself and you can get out of that pit. An optimist said, things are going to, could, could get worse. A pessimist claimed, things will get worse. Uh, people who have values, people who see issues and see challenges, they confront the issue and they reach a hand to the individual who's in the pit and say, I'll help you out. I mean, really, as leaders of organizations, that's what we've got to be. We've got to be individuals who see that there are challenges and there are people who are in challenges. Are we willing to once we assess that? So when we see, in essence, a pit, something that is a pitfall, whatever you want to frame it as, Are we capable then of beginning to put solutions to that rather than just providing advice or being in a consultant role? We need individuals today who take a hold 
of situations, take a hold of other people's hands, lock arms, and move forward and provide opportunities for those we serve. So we move from health assessment to then really starting to engage what are our digital capabilities? How can we begin to really look at internally from an inner game and outer game, what are our digital capabilities as an organization? Are we as an executive team really truly aligned behind a common digital ambition? Or are we competing for resources under a broad catch-all vision? Are we building alignment and engagement deep within the organization? Are we investing to build an agile, adaptive operating model and a robust capability to support our vision or are we creating a two-speed organization with limited impact on our core business? You see, an essential component of our digital capabilities is to understand we need to achieve scale. We need to en- enable transformation that is sufficient in meeting it, those, those challenges that are coming at us with the correct expertise, the correct talent, the correct experience in essence, the capabilities that are going to be required to meet the digital economy we're facing. So again, we move from health assessment to as an organization holistically to now talking about what are our capabilities, being real about our capabilities, all the way from the C-suite down to field personnel. Second, or thirdly, in this digital planning process, we begin to look at our digital operations really begin to look at operational business processes, begin to look at methods, business model, practices, and ask ourselves, of this new digital transformation, how is it going to change my processes, my methods? And I would tell you, as organizations, one of the first steps is we we have to get our processes mapped out. So if you've done business process mapping, where you map out your process, understand that this 10-step process could potentially be a two-step process by initiating digital within my organization. In other words, making me more productive. When you look at it from not just internal operations, but how does that increase my capabilities of delivering the value I deliver to my constituents? A a statement from an article from Bain & Company said, success doesn't happen. It is organized preempted and captured by a concentrated concentrated plan, concentrated common sense, concentrated uh, intentional initiatives, if you will. And in that article, Bain and Company talked about the fact that there has to be, from a digital operations, there has to be alignment at the top. They stated that there has to be agility in the middle and there has to be mobilization at the front line. In a recent study done by Deloitte when they were talking about what are some of the most important things to power companies in particular as far as priorities? The survey reported that 56% believed there needed to be a holistic digital initiative in their company, internal as an operations. 44% believed that they needed to improve their digital capabilities from an operational standpoint. And they understood that to enable operations, it was going to have to be a data-driven organization, that we needed to think about operations, our internal operations from a data-driven concept, data-driven thought process. It needs to be through that digital lens. So again, my digital health, what are my digital capabilities within the organization? What are some of the digital operations I'm doing internally, mapping processes, looking at methods, looking at my business model? And then 
Next is looking at the digital customer interface. So when I look at my operations, what drives my operations is truly how I deliver value to my constituents, my clients, my customers, my members, whatever that may be. And so the question would be, first of all, do I really understand the customer journey? In other words, the journey that I'm asking the customer to take with me as an organization. And am I aligned with the customer as it relates to that journey? When I was at my first stand as CEO at a cooperative in Missouri, we had a gentleman come in and do strategic planning for us. And he reminded myself, our executive team, our board, that we're in an era today where we're not comparing quality of service from peer to peer. In other words, utility to utility. We're in an era today where people really are beginning to ask the question, why isn't your experience a, a, an experience that would compare to a company that may not even be in the same sector that I'm in. There's an expectation today in terms of customer service, customer convenience, quality of life. We have to ask ourselves, are we capable, do we have internal operations that provide that type of customer experience? We must begin to create organizational strategy with that digital lens. In other words, understanding that the customer is beginning to want and does depend, demand upon that experience to be in the palm of their hands, done really by, in this case, their iPhone. Is our digital investments balanced between internal and external? Are we spending more time thinking about the internal and forgetting that today's world is more about customer-centric, how we provide? Lastly, uh, in this digital strategy planning, I would just share with you that we need to really think about our digital financial investment strategy. How do we go about that? How do we look at our financial investments? In the past, we really have looked at that pretty simply. What's the return on investment? Will it create cash flow? <clears throat> Will it allow me to scale? You know, what are my, my, my cost-benefit analysis in relationship to that? But what I find interesting is you look at an article from Navigant, and the article, it was called Energy Cloud 4.0. They really pose the question, especially to those in the utility sector, is your business model, does your business model achieve the solutions or achieve the demands that the market is putting upon us today? And I, I would really encourage you today to be thinking about not just financial investments in the context of you know return on investment, cash flows, revenues, growth, but really begin to first think about what is it uh, as a business model, I'm trying to achieve. And and what Navigant did is they broke this down into really four specific business models that you need to ask yourself because that business model has a lot to do with your scale and your profit margin capabilities. And so what they did is they broke this down into, are you an asset builder? Are you a service provider? Are you a technology creator? Or are you are you a network orchestrator? And what they really described was that if you're an asset builder, you could look at, and these numbers they used were that you could scale by perhaps one and a half times. <clears throat> and your profit margin for that type of business model uh, could potentially be uh, not, not your true profit margin, but in terms of how you could generate additional profits, maybe 29 to 30% greater. If you're a service provider, your scale could be at around 2.5%. The profit margin could be 47% greater. If you're a technology creator, they had 4.7 uh, scale indicator, a profit margin of nearly 61% greater. 
And if you're a network orchestrator, nearly 5.8% in terms of scale, profit margin of 69% greater. <clears throat> now, those numbers you could debate or argue or look into. The real point here is, is that as you consider your business model today, it would be very important to really ask the question, how much do I want to scale? Can I scale? Can I scale my assets? Can I scale my operations? Can I scale my service offerings? And if I can, can I create higher levels of profit margin? And again, for those that I serve. The innovation platform that you've heard us describe on this podcast is really about not only scale, but about allowing organizations, businesses, utilities, corporations, enterprises to use a digital platform to really increase scale and also increase profit margins and growth opportunities. So today we've talked about just in large part the digital strategy planning process. We've really talked about the core elements of, you know, doing a health assessment, looking at your capabilities, considering your internal operations and how those internal operations in, in many ways serve as a catalyst or a springboard for more customer engagement and a greater customer experience. And then lastly, you know, from a financial standpoint, beginning to think about that differently. What does my business model need to look like in order for me to truly capture the value proposition of the digital economy? And I would just leave you with this today in terms of kind of a challenge to, to each of us and our organizations and those we serve is really how high is our aim? in regards and what's the expectation of those we serve of us because regardless of what our aim is we really should be asking the question what is the expectation of those we serve i'm reminded this story a college professor prepared a test for his soon-to-be graduating seniors the test questions were divided into three categories and the students were instructed to choose questions from only one of the categories the first category of questions was the hardest and worth 50 points. The second, which was easier, was worth 40 points. The third, the simplest, was worth 30 points. Upon completion of the test, students who had chosen the hardest 50-point questions were given A's. The students who had chosen the 40-point questions received B's. Those who settled for the easiest 30-pointers were given C's. The students, of course, as all of us would probably be, were frustrated with the grading of their papers and asked the professor what he was looking for. The professor leaned over the podium, smiled, and explained to his students, I wasn't testing your knowledge. I was testing your aim. I believe today that what the digital economy is really forcing us to do is test our aim. Do we have the ability, one, to think bigger? And do we have the ability to be creative thinkers? Is your strategy built on the right targets? Digital. Does your strategy represent a higher aim? Transformational. Will your strategy position you for the digital economy and opportunities that it represents to your organization and community? I hope today some of this thinking, these thoughts that we've shared with you today uh, are helpful to you we would love the opportunity as the global innovation platform to help you in these areas. 
Uh, we provide these services to do digital strategy planning. And so if you want to engage us further about these services and working with your organization, working with your community, to begin to walk through this, this very methodical process of digital strategy planning, I cannot emphasize, emphasize enough that today planning is different than strategic planning. And digital strategy planning is different than strategic planning because digital strategy planning begins to really look at our strategies through that digital lens, through that disruption that is happening at large magnitudes in our world today. I would leave you this last quote on that point that Deloitte said this in a recent study or article. Digital is the pervasive thread through all of these disruptive forces as a catalyst a disruptor, and an enabler. So the question for us, and I would pose to you in conclusion today, are you capturing the digital transformation and using it as a catalyst, an enabler, or are you finding yourselves right now as a victim of the disruption that's happening with the digital transformation? Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time here on the Digital Change Podcast. And we look forward to next week where we're going to be talking about the, the second layer of the digital maturity stack, which is called digital access and adoption. We look forward to visiting with you again next week. Thank you. Do you have questions about the digital transformation or want to share your experiences in the digital economy with the Digital Change team? Then reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram at IPSmartBuzz or by filling out the listener feedback form at globalinnovationpodcast.com. And if you like our show, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.